Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loans Studio, the Rocket Mortgage Quicken Loans Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's Ken Carmen in for John Kincaid on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Send the tweet, send them out. At Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. Who do you got? Why do you got them? It's that simple. We've been doing it throughout the whole show. Mostly people picking the pats today. Mostly people picking the pats. I'm picking the pats I think Super Bowl 53 goes to the Patriots for a couple of reasons. I don't think it's going to be some blowout. Some people think it is. Some people think Jared Goff can't handle it. I'll get to that here in a moment. But honestly, I I think when it comes down to those two quarterbacks, and I think you can break it down to that. It might seem superficial, but there you have it. If you break it down to those two guys, which one blinks? Philadelphia was able to get Tom Brady last year, even though Tom Brady threw for like 500 yards. They were able to get the job done. But in this game, the first foray into this with a young quarterback like Jared Goff and a guy who still, I'm to believe at times, struggles to make changes at the line. I still, I think, will see things that are different in this game against the New England Patriots than he's seen all year long. I think Jared Goff probably has a bright future ahead of him. He's a good quarterback. But when you're facing the Patriots, it's a different type of animal. When you're facing a guy who's been in this nine times, that's why when they lost to the Eagles, when they lost to the Giants, this is a guy who's so great. This is a team that's been so great. They create legends of their own. Nick Foles will go down in history. Nick Foles is given an opportunity in a future because of what he accomplished against this team. Eli Manning While all of us want to say nasty things about Eli Manning, he always has, always will, and may be a Hall of Famer because of what he did against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. This is a man and a team that is so great. If you do get over him, you are an all-time legend. I don't know if the Rams are equipped yet to do it. As far as talent, they got it. But as far as wherewithal in this game, I'm still going to pick the Patriots. Wade Phillips is a great defensive coordinator, maybe the best we've seen. He's got great, great talent to work with, and they'll be able to turn up the heat. Tom Brady's better equipped than almost anybody out there to handle it. Bill Belichick and his defense will turn up the heat. I don't know, I don't know if Jared Goff can do it the way that Tom Brady does. So there's good reasons to love both these teams. There's valid reasons to hate both these teams. For the Rams, if they win this game, it's it's going to usher in a new era. You can hear the storylines already, the type of offenses that are played, the type of coaching that there is. Another year with a young guy in, in his second year, full year, they get the job done. Narratives go away about, well, you know, they don't. They have all these stars. They don't have any depth, which is something that we really said in earnest back on December 9th. Talk about sucking it up, just trying to get through the segment type of stuff. 
For the Patriots, it's old hat. If they win, it's a team you could set your watch to. It's this team is still dynamic. This team is still always dangerous. This team has been able to weather a storm, to change themselves, to play to a different level. Tom Brady as well for nearly 20 years. The league, we watch this league change over this time. And the Patriots, what's make the Patriots fun is that they have been the standard for it. So everything that changes, the Wildcat offense, the run pass, the run pass option offense, the type of different offenses that we see other than that, the defenses that we see, different types of flex, what old is new again, how we change out the old 46 bear, how we change out the old flex, and we use defenses differently. The rule changes that have been put in, we always use the Patriots as a measuring stick. That's the beauty of a team being good for so long. The Patriots win. It's the same old, same old. We go back to the drawing board and we see, can Patrick Mahomes get over him? Can another young guy get over him? But if the Rams win, it changes that conversation. Two losses in a row, Brady at 41, Belichick not getting any younger, we'll start to freak out. But still, for all those reasons, I take Tom Brady and the Patriots. I take them to win Super Bowl 53. 855-212-4CBS. Got the chance to talk to Miles Simmons just a second ago. Team insider for the LA Rams. I asked him, and this isn't a storyline now, and won't be a storyline today, and shouldn't be a storyline today, but eventually, I want to know if it gets brought up. Because I wonder if there's something in the back of his head. Because here I am, I start out the morning and I think that I'm taking Tom Brady over Jared Goff, who seems to be talented. Why? Because I trust Tom Brady to break it down, to be able to change, to be able to make the pre-snap reads, to diagnose what's going on at the line. And I still don't Jared Goff. And there's been some examples of that, especially in early December, where I don't know if I can trust him fully to do that yet. Even though he did go to New Orleans in the loudest place possible and still get a win. You can say what you want to about the refs. he still got a win. I wonder if that disrespect is starting to creep into his head that everybody, when we talk about Brady and Belichick, it's Brady and Belichick, Belichick and Brady. There's an argument between the two. Everybody else, the quarterback is mentioned first. But in this scenario, with the Rams, with Sean McVay and Jared Goff, it is McVay first who gets the credit. Goff, well, maybe he's just the marionette, the toy of Sean McVay. I wonder if that disrespect gets to him. This is what Miles, get, Miles Simmons had to say. It's an interesting question, Ken, but the, the feeling and the sense that I've got from Jared, you know, having covered him since he got into the league is like that's just not really what his personality is. He's just not really that guy. And, you know, there's this sense of California cool that everybody always talks about with him, and I, I have found it to be extremely genuine. And it's not that, you know, he's not a competitive person because he, he really is, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it that's not the stuff that concerns him. I mean, whenever somebody will ask, you know, a question that's sort of like that, it happened after the uh, the NFC title game where somebody was like, you know, Joe, do you think that you've taken maybe a next step in this or that? And he replied, you know, that's for you guys to write about. I don't, that's not, it's not something that he really concerns himself with. And so, you know, I think that he's about winning games. And if you win the Super Bowl as a quarterback, like that's what people are going to talk about. And so even if you know people are going to say more about Sean McVay or whatever the case may be, I think you know if from that standpoint, it's almost like what, what do we say about Sean Payton and Drew Brees? And it's not like Drew Brees wasn't a yeah. great quarterback before he got to New Orleans, but yeah. at the same time, Sean Payton has been an offensive mastermind for years. 
And Sean Payton is really one of the biggest reasons why Drew Brees is successful. I, I think good coach-quarterback pairings, that's the way it always is. So, you know, but as masterful as Sean Payton is designing things, yeah. Drew Brees has still got to go out and execute it. And to me, that's where I see this relationship thing between Sean, Payton, excuse me, Sean McVay and Jared Goff. That's Miles Simmons, team insider for the L.A. Rams. Two things. One, I apologize for the mm-hmms and the yes because I was trying to let him know that we were going to be running out of time, so he had to shorten the answer. That's my fault, not his. Miles is fantastic. You can hear more of that interview, CBSSportsRadio.com. The second thing is, if there was anybody poised to do this, if there were anybody poised, I can make an argument with Mahomes, and I can try to do it with Andy Reid, even though Andy Reid's only been there once to that great unknown. This could be the dichotomy. This could be the way that we make these comparisons here between these two, between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick against Sean McVay and obviously with Jared Goff, where I'm not saying that this is the storyline just yet. There might be a day. There might be an Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy-style day for Jared Goff and for Sean McVay. Today ain't the day and tomorrow don't look any good either. But if there was going to be a true passing of the torch, and this is what a Rams fan keeps in mind, If there was a true passing of the torch, you hear that type of thing that goes through, that comparison between the two, even though Goff was number one overall and Tom Brady was 199, there were equal questions between. Can you do it? Can you get over it? Are you a bust? Tom Brady was just what would have been and never will be if Jared Goff's a bust. Now it's did Jeff Fisher really get in your way that much seems to be where he did. If there was a passing of the torch where you can make those comparisons, hearing that from Miles Simmons, it's almost like they're looking in a mirror. So if today was going to be the day, there's no better day than today for a Rams fan on that. Between these two, the old-style NFL, quote-unquote, even though it's still dominant in today's NFL, and what the future beholds for everybody in the NFL and how they see the LA Rams with McVay and with Jared Goff. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, we hear from the Evil Empire. Christopher Price joins us, Boston Sports Journal. It's Ken Carmen in for John Kincaid on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-227. It's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by Geico. Folks, there's a quick way you can save money. You switch to Geico. You need homeowners, you need renters, you need motorcycle insurance too. You can get it all in one fell swoop. Geico.com. I got something to complain about. I got something to really sticking in my crawl, and I'm going to get to that coming up after this. We welcome in Christopher Price. He does not stick in my crawl. Find him on Twitter, at CPriceNFL. Boston Sports Journal Patriots writer. He is at Super Bowl 53. I mean, this guy has been documenting it all since 2001 in the first run with the New England Patriots. Now he joins us on the show. Hello, Christopher. Good morning. How you doing, bud? I'm doing wonderful, brother. What's it feel like to document a team that is, I think they got to be the most polarizing team in the NFL now. I know that the the Cowboys would have something maybe because of the fan base, because, you know, they whoop it up. Uh, But, man, with the Patriots, boy, there's some people who just really sincerely hate their guts. And we've heard (laughs) them this morning, Christopher. So what's that like in in this age of 20 years of Patriots dominance? You know what it is, Kenny? It's job security, but it really is. <laughs> there is, I mean, there's, there's never a shortage of stuff to write about. Yeah, that's, that's really the bottom line for me. There's always something going on, whether they're saying something, 
whether someone's saying something about them, whether they're playing in Super Bowls, whether they're winning Super Bowls, losing Super Bowls, whatever the case may be, there's always big events to write about. And so really, like I said, man, for me, it, you know, at the end of the day, it, 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 you know, all that passion keeps me in a job, which is awesome. Who wins today? Is it going to be Tom Brady and the Patriots or do the Rams get him? You're probably going to pick the Patriots, aren't you? You know what? I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I'm torn between oh. wanting to be right and doing a Twitter victory lap because mm-hmm. I picked the Rams to beat the Patriots at the start of the year, um, like back in August. In, yeah. I'm, you know, between that and the creeping suspicion that either McVay or Goff is going to do something in a big moment today to ultimately lose it for Los Angeles and, and the Patriots are going to take advantage because that's what we've seen from this team over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. They play, you know, they, they execute at a very high level and they take advantage when someone slips, you know, when someone throws an interception or someone challenges a play when they shouldn't have challenged it or calls a timeout when they shouldn't have called a timeout. And when you look at the age difference here, I think it's a bit overblown, but I think when you look at the age difference, when you look at the experience in big games, when you look at the experience in Super Bowls, it tends to favor the Patriots. And so I think ultimately I'm going to end up taking the Patriots in this one. I ended up taking the Patriots, too. I think that when you bring up the experience in Super Bowls and whatnot, Tom Brady, he starts in 99, he ends up having the Super Bowl run in 2001. Okay, stick with me here. Uh, Am I right? Yes, I'm right. So over that time, you have guys who will be drafted who were born in 1997 this coming year. So some of these guys who are going to be playing for the Rams, they were just out of diapers when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. I think Tom Brady is the only guy, the, the the Patriots are the only team that wins games sometimes based on mystique, based on that aura. Does that play into the Super Bowl? Because this might be the first trip for a lot of these Rams. For Tom Brady, this is old hat. He's actually used to the halftime, the pregame pomp and circumstance, and then afterwards. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it, it would be different if we're talking about another playoff game if we're talking about like an nfc championship or an afc championship or another like like a sunday night game or you know but the super bowl there's so much more that goes on with it to your point the longer halftime the more timeouts there's also too there's something that i thought was really interesting over the course of the week the, the rams practiced with noise during you know their scrimmages and you know in practice the patriots didn't the noise inside a super bowl stadium can be a little bit weird to deal with because it's mainly high rollers, but they're moments mm-hmm. that are bigger and it gets louder than you ever would have thought. It, it, it's kind of a wave. And so, I mean, dealing with that, you know, and Belichick said, I think yesterday, they didn't play with piped in noise. He said the noise isn't going to be a big deal. So things like that, like little weird things, like little funky things that you may not initially anticipate, that you think you try to anticipate and you, you, know, you have to guess, the Patriots know. And so with situations like that, the ability to lean on that big game experience, the ability to lean on that Super Bowl experience, I think is going to come into play today. If the Patriots win, does Tom Brady walk away? No, no, not yet. I think I think we're still a, at least a year or two away from from that. You know, that he first of all, I mean, I I he's I know he's coming back for a couple of reasons, not the least of which McDaniel's is coming back, and McDaniel's is this guy, and I think they're going to try and convince Gronk to come back for at least one more year too. I don't think it's going to be like a you know a Chicago Bulls 1998 or whatever it was, but I think they're going to try and you know, run this back at least one more time with quote unquote the core that they have on the offensive side of the ball. But no, ultimately, to answer your question, I don't think Brady walks away. Because I thought, it, follow me on this, see if this is right. I thought it would be much more realistic if. 
I, I thought it'd be much more realistic. Tom Brady retires if he had like a Dan Marino final game than uh-huh. he were to go out winning the Super Bowl and going out on top. I think a guy who's gotten used to this, and I know that people rolled their eyes at him, but when he said that everybody thinks we suck, I think he kind of more or less meant that, no, everybody thought we were old, and everybody thought that the, this was finally coming to an end, and here they are again. And I think a guy like that enjoys that. I don't think he's going to go away until he's actually he's actually done, where his body's saying, that's enough, you can't yeah. do this anymore, and you got to go on to other things. Yeah, the other thing, too, when he mentioned that, you know, everyone thinks we suck comment, that there's something to that. There's also, too, the idea that I don't think people thought this team was as good as Patriots teams of the past initially, and I think that played into it as well, like the 2014 team, the 2016 team, you know, the, the Super Bowl teams of 01, 03, 04. It, it, at that point on the calendar, this team had not won a significant road game. You know, when he said that. And so I think that, you know, that also played into it as well. So in the context of that, I think that comment from him was more about, hey, you know, we got to find something. We have to find something that, you know, a slight either perceived or real and use that as, you know, fuel for the fire and kind of keep this whole thing moving forward. So I, I, I think that that was the reason why, you know, the suck comment came into play. I, I think he's going to keep playing and I, I'm done trying to predict okay, this is the year when Tom Brady falls off the cliff. Because, look, he wasn't as good as he was last year. And I think that people say, oh, Brady dropped off. Well, he was an MVP last year, for God's sake. You know, so, I mean, at the age of 40. So he's going to drop off a little bit. But this team, this year, statistically, has morphed into a power-running team. And so, you know, you took some of, some of that stuff off Brady's plate at the expense of Sonny Michel and James White and Rex Burkett and a big, tough, sturdy, physical offensive line. And so I think that was where the transition was made. Christopher Price joining us, Boston Sports Journal, Patriots, writer, follow him on Twitter, at CPriceNFL. What are comparisons that you can make between young Sean McVay and Jared Goff, and then what might have been, he wasn't really young at the time, a younger Bill Belichick and young Tom Brady back in the day? Yeah, there's a lot there. There really are. And one of the questions I got the most this week was, are the Rams poised to go on a, a similar kind of run? I, I think a lot of it has, you know, it happenstance and good luck and good health and good fortune. But you have to have the young quarterback and the relatively young coach and, and you know, a, a good found that that's the, that's the base, the foundation. That's where it all starts. And they have that. Now, if you can continue to fill in around them, with quality role players if you can continue continue to keep the star quarterback healthy and if the quarterback and the coach remain on the same page I, you know they can you know they can they can go places they can do things they certainly show that this year um but it's very very early on in the process but yeah i think ultimately to your point there are some similarities there because you have a young you have a young quarterback who's willing to work with uh, you know, an extraordinary, you know, younger coach. And, you know, that's, that's the key. That's where it all begins. Where, where it goes, we don't know, but, but they've certainly got the two most important pieces in place. Are Patriots fans spoiled, in your opinion, or do they understand that these things don't last forever and they're trying to just enjoy these, this greatness of which they see? I think it's a little bit more of number two. Uh, you know, when you look at the fact that 35,000 people showed up for their send-off rally last Sunday mm. in Foxborough. I, I think that speaks volumes about where this Patriots fan base is. When you think, you know, when you look at the 5,000 or so people that showed up in downtown Atlanta for a Patriots rally yesterday, I think it's very easy to get spoiled. I think it's very easy to get jaded. 
And I think it's easy to forget. Hell, I forget. You know, I'm, this is my ninth Super Bowl, for God's sakes. If you had told me when this whole thing started, I'd be going to nine Super Bowls. I would have said you're nuts. And so, really, I think as they get older, I think as Brady and Belichick get older, people understand that this thing could have an end. This thing is finite. This, this, I'm sorry, this, this thing cannot go on forever and ever and ever. And I think the fan base acknowledges it. I think there are moments where people take it for granted. I'm not too you know, crazy enough to you know, look past that. But I think that you know, as these two get older, I think people understand that, look, one day this thing is going to end. And so let's enjoy every Super Bowl between now and then. So what are you doing right now? Morning of the Super Bowl. What goes, what goes on in Christopher Price's life? I'm finishing up a, a, a picks column with my my colleague Greg Bedard. Trying to, you know, we're, we're posting our picks sometime this morning, and then it's basically just kind of relaxing because today's, you know, I mean, today's a long day. Today is a yeah. long, long day, and so what we're doing, I'm just kind of, you know, fueling up, kind of recharging. What's the scene of wedding crashers when Vince Vaughn is, you know, at the breakfast table, just kind of charging the up. batteries. Exactly, just kind of charging the battery because I'll tell you this: we have, we're going to work basically all day today, all night. And then we're going to write, write, write after the game. Then we're going right to the airport. We have like a 6.30 flight back home to Boston. And so it's just, it's a long 24 hours. in the hours. morning? Yeah. yeah. Ugh. We're turning right around. But look, look, we're, we're at the Super Bowl, for God's sake. The other thing, too, man, and you know this, look, no one's going to, no one's going to cry for the sports writer. No one's going to weep for the sports writer, yeah, especially the sports writer at the Super Bowl. So, look, man, this yeah. is just, you know, it's, it's in Boston. They talk about the marathon in Boston. And, you know, the, the, the final, the finishes on Boylston Street – We've come up here, you know, we've come up the road, and we're making the turn out of Boylston Street. We can see the finish line, and it comes at about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock tonight. So we're excited. It's a big day, and you just kind of got to get ready for it. You know, you kind of kind of ease into the day because it's going to be a long afternoon, a long night. The glorious Christopher Price. <laughs> we thank you very much for the time, my friend. All the best to you and yours. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Take care, bud. We'll talk soon. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. Final chance to call the shot. We'll get you in. We'll get you in. I got the Patriots. I got to win a 24-21. Steven Guskowski hits a field goal. Greg Zerline misses one. And people go, oh, my God, his foot. Oh, Judas Priest, his foot. I knew I should have put money down on that one. 855-2124-CBS. If the Rams win today, you need to be asking, even if the Rams don't win today, you need to be asking more of your franchise. You got a great situation. Jared Goff's still in his rookie contract, and we're, we're seeing a trend here. I hope people are noticing. 2018, Rams-Patriots Super Bowl. Now, you know Tom Brady isn't the highest-paid quarterback per year in the NFL. Eagles last year, you still had Wentz on a rookie contract. You had Nick Foles at a discount compared to others. Year before, Patriots, Seahawks, still working on a deal with Russell Wilson at that time. Broncos won the year before. Okay, well, you're going to have that. He's one of the greatest ever, talking about Peyton Manning. Seahawks before that, second year, I believe, for Russell Wilson. Good players around him. The Ravens before that, you had, of course, Joe Flacco playing against the 49ers on a young contract with Colin Kaepernick. So you had two guys who were playing for basically cheap in the most important position. You're able to fill in the blanks with other big salary players, and you're able to actually go out and do some shopping if you have some talent there. Jared Goff has some talent, and now you look at the top-paid quarterbacks. Just let me give you the top contracts here. 1 through 15. You ready? Starting at $150 million on the contract. 
Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, then Andrew Luck. That's one. Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Alex Smith, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Kirk Cousins, Philip Rivers, Ryan Tannehill. That's three out of 15 out of the top guys who made the postseason in 2018-2019. It might be a one-off. We're looking at a low rate. A couple guys got injured here and there. You understand some of that. Some of that's just life. But if you want to strike while the iron's hot, yeah, you got to pay a quarterback. You have to have a guy. Because these guys, and some of the names I mentioned here, they're consistently right there. And it probably is a one-off maybe for Roethlisberger, uh, maybe for Newton. Rodgers, obviously. Stafford's been a, I'm sorry, as a team, they've been a tremendous disappointment with him. But you have guys here. You get the top 15 guys. Three made the postseason this year. Three. So if you have a shot with a young quarterback and you're going, man, he's only going to make this much. I got that much cap space. A good young quarterback can be a nice leader for my football team, can really revitalize it. Maybe I could spend a little bit more on on maybe free agent A, B, and C than I thought I would before. Then by the time I pay him, hopefully I've drafted well, I can rip off some of that salary, pay the quarterback, and hopefully keep a good thing going. If you're one of those teams that you think you got a young guy, you got some cap space, looking at you, New York, looking at you, Cleveland, looking at all these teams out there with young quarterbacks, and maybe you want to spend a little bit more. You could take a stab at it. Let me get to the phones here in a second. Can I just explain? Can I bring in Pirino here for a second? Well, not just Pirino because, I mean, good God, he sounds awful today. Uh, but also McKeon. McKeon. What's up? The worst thing of what's going to happen today, the worst part of your day? I don't think there's going to be a bad part of my day. Uh, you really think so? Are you going to a party tonight? I am. What does everybody want to see at the party? Uh, what do I want? To, I want to see the Rams get a victory. I want to see at the a lot party. Of food at the party. Food. What's everybody going to be talking about? How many people are going to be at the party? About I'm going to have about twelve. How many people are sports fans like you? Uh, uh, one, maybe two. There you go. So what do they want to watch? Oh, ha- halftime. Me, me act like a psychopath. Halftime. There half-time you go, Pierno. They want to watch the halftime show. Oh, what on. else do they want to see during the game? See, Pierno's got it. He knows. Go ahead, Pierno. What else do they want to see? Wait, besides Maroon 5? Bur- besides Maroon 5, throughout the game, what do they want to see? The ones who oh, have oh, Commercials, hardcore. commercials. Bingo! And I've got to do it last year, and I'll get to do it again this year. Because it'll still be the truth. Now, you guys are in radio. Do you guys Have you guys ever had to do mornings? Yes. Right now. One of the biggest things, I mean, we, shut up, McKeon. I mean, weekday mornings. <laughs> yes. Ass. One of the <laughs> biggest things that Pierno knows this, one of the biggest things people like to talk about are the commercials, the morning after the Super Bowl. And the problem that's been over the last few years, especially, is that the Super Bowl, the, the commercials are always deflating or not that good. Remember they had that one year where basically everybody died in commercials? Do you remember that? Like, yeah, the one where the dead kid was talking to you? And all that other stuff. And people always say how disappointed they are in the commercials. You know what's going to happen tonight. Is that you're going to be at your party. You're a big sports fan. You're there to watch the game. You want to see it go down. You want to see some history. You want to see the Rams win more than likely. So you're there to see the game. Everybody else is there to socialize, to watch the commercials, to be a part of it, to see the entire spectacle. To see Maroon 5. You're right about that, Pierno. Even though maybe you could fire up some WWE and watch Shawn Michaels and my buddy Vic talk about it with a halftime heat. Maybe you want to do that. Unpaid testimonial. I'm sure Taz will enjoy that. So you'll talk about commercials. Problem is with commercials, and everybody wants to see the commercials. The problem is is that 
over these last five, six years, they've gotten progressively worse and worse. And the reason is because you expect it to be this build-up, this great big fun commercial, the funny stuff. Like you remember what you saw when you saw Bud Bowl one through whatever it was back in the day? That was good stuff. And so many of the great ones. Now you're not going to get that anymore. Because now we have social media. And Pierno, I don't know if McKeon knows this. Pierno, you know this. Is that how much are they spending for a Super Bowl commercial now for 30 seconds? How many millions? A ton, right? I think it's $5.5 million. $5.5 million. What's a better use of $5.5 million? Getting your soft drink up there in front of that many millions of people to put your name out there in front of them to say that, hey, this is a soft drink. This is a pretty good soft drink. The next time you're in the grocery store, buy our soft drink. Or do you want to try to do something creative, but because remember, there's so many people watching it and maybe not all commercials are meant for everybody. You're going to offend some people. And now in the social media age, you're going to have a bunch of people talking about boycotting your product, possibly. Do you understand what I'm saying now, McKeon? It's very interesting. So I, people I like take. Exactly. So you want you go there, you expect like you're going to see this great big Gallagher show and they're going to be up there pounding watermelons right in front of you with a sledge-o-matic, and then it's just, hello, this is so-and-so for soft drink product, and this is a soft drink, and that's the end of this commercial that we spent $5.5 million on for a 30-second spot. And you go, wow, well, that was it? Well, yeah, because if you get upset, which we know you will, then you'll go on social media and you'll tell everybody to boycott our product, and that's not what we're doing. We don't want you to hate our product. So we're not going to try to entertain you because that could involve some risk, since we're spending so much money, we're making such an investment, we're just going to get the product in front of you, and then your fun suffers. Go ahead, I think you kind of, I think you've spotted an interesting trend, too, when it comes to the halftime show and the commercials. Hmm. We have such high expectations for them that they're not even as good anymore, to be honest with you. I well, think the halftime yeah. show, too, like Maroon 5 doesn't seem like the type of guests that they normally have as a Super Bowl. Not that they're not big, but they're not at that t- type of Super Bowl caliber guest. And you're having them perform in the commercials too. You you never they never seem to meet the expectation. I just I want to I want to try to have an open mind to it. Like I was always a guy like when they went to San Francisco. I go man, you got come on. Metallica will play some like they were in Cleveland yesterday. They played some contemporaries two days ago. They played some contemporary stuff. They played some Michael Stanley band. You know, of course they yeah they probably did play Blacken and Battery and stuff like that. But if it's a halftime show. Hey, if James Hetfield's willing to cut his hair, you don't think he's willing to church it up a little bit? I had that conversation with uh, Benedetto yesterday, actually. Thank I you. think Metallica's the band that could do it, and also the Foo yes. Fighters, another band that oh, could absolutely yes. do it. God, yes. And I will say this, as long as you keep an open mind, it's not that bad. I, you know, uh, you, you're not going to find any Bruno Mars on my Spotify. I thought he did a hell of a job a few years ago. Right? Him and the Chili Peppers. I thought that was the only yeah. bright spot of that Super Bowl. Lady Gaga, I thought she was a very good she was very good at halftime a couple of years back. Justin Timberlake, he got himself back after the you know the whole incident that happened years ago. Like there was some good stuff in there. If you just keep an open mind, that's all you gotta do. Now, I mean the days of hard rock, that's over. And so I think I think a Metallica could do it. But I think you're gonna be probably you'll be a little bit surprised by Maroon Five. They'll probably do pretty good. And then the commercials, I think you're going to be massively disappointed in. I will be surprised. As long as the game is good. Pierno, you agree before I get to the calls here? Spot on, Ken. Spot on. (laughs) Pierno. Pierno. Yes, I'm listening. Real quick. 
Yeah. Yell at me, yell at me and tell me I'm a disgrace to my father and my family. You're a disgrace to your father and to your whole family. <laughs> Pierno sounds like a disappointed mother who keeps barging into her son's room and finds him rolling joints. You hear that that bark at his voice? She just goes out in the kitchen and starts working on crossword puzzles while smoking Paul Malls. Just jamming them down her throat one after another. David in Greenville, South Carolina. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, David. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. David, go ahead. All right. I just had a few statements to uh, make here regarding the Super Bowl. Obviously, I agree with you in regards to everything you've stated. Uh, everybody, I believe, is going to be highly disappointed with these, what, 30-second, five-plus-million-dollar commercial clips. And who is it you said? It was Maroon 5. They're they're the one. They're the main act performing tonight. They're right. the one. They're the one. Yeah. When, when are we going to go back to the old days? When are we going to go and get Fleetwood Mac to come back? You know, I mean, some, we got to get somebody great. We, we got to stop with this this stuff when it comes well, to Well, half those. of Fleetwood Mac's basically dead by now, aren't they? Well, yeah, I get that. But, you know, so, still, we have still a few performing. Can you get Matt <laughs> but, I mean, Maroon 5 to play some Fleet? Of it. Could you get someone from Maroon 5 to play Fleetwood Mac songs? I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, I get the gist of it. But, hey, yeah, okay, who, right, do, you, who right. do you want to win? Who do you want to win? Who do you got winning? Let's go. Uh, I got the Patriots. I don't see them losing two years in a row uh, the way that like that. Um, so I have them losing, actually, um, on a Zerline kicker. So he's going to lose. He's going to miss a field goal. David, yeah, I like where your head's at. Thank you very much for the call. Enjoy the day. Let me get the Vince real quick. Vince, Richmond, Virginia, go. Yes, sir. Uh, diehard Steelers fan. So, you know, they got six Super Bowls. I know one more victory for the Patriots. That would tie them up. Mm. So, of course, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm rooting for the Rams. As far as halftime shows, I'm a diehard Van Halen fan. I'd like to see Van Halen come through for a halftime show one year. Man. Thank you, sir. That would be fantastic, Vince. Thank you. Not Van Hagar, not Van Sharon. It would have to be Van Halen. Beach and Boca Raton. Got to be quick. Go ahead. Real quick, um, I'm taking the Pats, 27-24. If it goes over 30, I like the Rams. And are you from Cleveland? Yes, I am. How's the Chop House? The Chop House, you know, it's uh, there's other ones that are pretty good, but the Chop House is all right. Okay. All right. It's all right are you coming up here or something? Are you no, coming up? I used, I, I'm not. I'm not planning, but I've been there many, many times. Oh, and okay. we usually end up, yeah. Yeah, People don't you know, realize Cleveland's pretty pretty freaking fracking good. Go oh, Brownies. They, yeah, th- well, thank you very much, Beach. I'm sure a lot of people here would love to hear that. Beach, thank you very much for the call. No, it's we got great restaurants. Great restaurants. Tremont, Little Italy, downtown. We defend our restaurants with great vigor around here. We defend them like we defend Baker Mayfield and we defend the Cleveland Browns. We love our restaurants around here. You come here, you're going to eat well. Sometimes the weather might not be great, but you're definitely going to eat well. Big thanks to everybody who joined us today. Big thanks to McKean and Pirno, certainly Peter Schwartz. Pirno, we hope you're feeling better, buddy. I hope you have a wonderful Super Bowl Sunday. I'll talk to you next week, next Saturday, 10 to 2. Thanks to John Kincaid for letting me fill in. I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful Super Bowl Sunday, my friends. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 